Hey everybody, welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and as always, looking for my good buddy Seth Robinson. Seth. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well. Yeah. A yeah. uh, little stretch of spring here this week. We've been in the 50s and 60s. It's been strange and nice. Um, I hope it's not a teaser. No, it could be around here. Probably will be. <laughs> still, well, yeah, I'm, do I'm doing well, getting ready to go away for the weekend um, to visit one of my kids. So I'm excited about that. Um, taking a ride down to Pennsylvania. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Um, feels like, you know, we're definitely past the, the, the hump at the beginning of the year, right? Like you and I have been talking a ton about just normal, yeah. uh, surveys that we're sending out and back in the thick of things, you know, really rolling, you know, there's always a little bit of a lull at the beginning when we do that. We get dust off the holiday kind of right. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, it's true. We kind of, now I feel like we're back in the regular groove. I we're would grooving. Agree. Yeah. Um, we're grooving. So it's good. It's good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's groove today. What are we going to groove on? What yeah, I think today we're going to talk about something that has been a major focus at CompT over the past year, uh, some a new direction that we're wanting to head in terms of really serving a, a very broad audience of people that are trying to get into technology careers um, and, and becoming uh, experts on technology workforce and all the different facets of that. And I think that that has been a real focus uh, item for a lot of media and a lot of people, you know, throughout business and the economy over the past few months. I think we've touched on it in the podcast a little bit, but there's been so much focus on the tech layoffs. Um, and I've had a ton of interviews. I think you've had some. I've got, you know, a big one coming up on Monday. You know, people see this and they want to understand it. Um, and, you know, we're able to kind of take a step back from that and, and look at, you know, the fact that these layoffs actually aren't, uh, you know, digging into the, the net uh, hiring that happened in the previous few years. You know, so if you look at like all these layoffs that have happened at these companies, if you look at where they are in 2019, they're still ahead of that in headcount, even after some of these layoffs. And then if you look at overall tech unemployment, that's still very, very low. It's still tracking below the national average, which the national average itself is very low. Um, and, and so tech workers are in demand. There's a huge demand for these people. And what we're seeing out of the technology companies is mostly just cyclical business stuff. It, it's not so much saying we don't need technology workers anymore. Right. Um, but that's, that, that's kind of where we're going to start today. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. I think one of the 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 uh, news items that I've been kind of latching onto in within in relation to all that you're saying right now is with respect to the unemployment rate. If you look at it, the unemployment rate's gone down or it's historically low right now. And one of the reasons is that while there may be these huge waves of tech layoffs, these tech workers are finding jobs in other industries and other places so quickly that they never even apply for unemployment. So they don't go into the statistics. So the statistics don't change. So you hear these waves of thousands that are laid off and almost, you know, most of them are already back in the workforce within months and they never register in the statistic. And right. that's, that's a pretty amazing dynamic. And I think it's one that should be focused on um, a little bit more than the, the gloom and doom of the headlines. Yeah, I think I think that's absolutely right. And, you know, finally, you know, when we're talking about long term, I think that, you know, we've had kind of a bubble through the pandemic of what companies thought they were going to see with different behavior. And so they did a lot of hiring. And now there's a little bit of a correction to that. But we think the general trend line is just going to keep going up. Right. So, so you've got this temporary 
correction or change in business strategy, and that's resulting in a little bit of, of layoffs. And we certainly don't want to minimize, you know, any of the layoffs because this is a life-changing event for every yeah. single one of those people right. that it's happened to. But but we just think that long-term demand is going to keep growing. That, you know, technology careers are going to continue to be a really good bet for a lot of people. They sure are. So, you know, one of the things that we focus so much of our attention now at CompTIA is, you know, what does a technology career look like, the path to get one? Um, and really, we've, we've sort of tried to crack the nut from the very starting point uh, of somebody who may be a complete newbie to what a tech career might be, uh, just starting out or, or maybe transitioning from a middle of career change. Um, but we're trying to map out what that journey looks like. And, and I know you've done a lot of work here. And I think today, while we'll have many discussions, we're going to try to start there with what this, you know, the the map of, of a tech career looks like, at least at the beginning stages. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, when when you're talking about where people are in their journey, you're typically talking about like, what, what are their characteristics? You know, what is the persona of that person that's trying to get in? You know, and a lot of uh, marketing people or product development people will, will talk about personas, you know, and who is the audience that we're trying to reach here. Uh, and you can slice and dice it a lot of different ways. I, I think at the highest level, the way that we would describe it is you're talking about someone that's thinking about starting a career or changing a career. Um, so they're kind of at that career intersection. If they move past that and if they decide, you know, yep, I'm ready to start my career, I'm ready to change into something different, are they going to consider technology as a career choice? And then if they make it past that hurdle, then they're in technology um, and you can talk about how are they trying to grow their career? What does their career progression look like from there? So those are those are three basic stages, but very different stages of who you're trying to reach and what information is important to them at that stage of their career journey. Yeah. So, you know, I think the way that we sort of frame it is the very first stage is an, an individual who we would describe as career intent, correct? Mm -hmm. So they're yeah. the person that is either starting their career path, leaving college or leaving high school or whatever it happens to be, but getting, you know, the very beginning of their trajectory. And then there's the person who's changing jobs. So somebody middle of career, you know, like, you know, you know, someone who has done something, you know, for the last 20 years and has decided they want to do something different. Someone who might have been um, a, a person who was laid off that we just discussed and now needs to think about redirecting or pivoting to something new. So they have the intent and they're looking at careers and tech might be one of them. Um, and so they're at a very basic level of understanding. They know they want to change careers or want to get into something, but they're at that very germ phase, I guess, of germinating phase of, of starting out. Um, and when we talk about tech, we have different buckets of where they might consider going, right? Um, and I think that's the very basic stage that we want to talk about to start off. Yeah, yeah. So they, they might you know go from career intent to being tech intent and say, you know, I want to get into technology. And I think the reason that it's important to define these different stages and these different personas is because, like you and I have talked about so much on the podcast here, technology has grown more and more complex. So getting into technology looks like something very different today than it did 20 yes. years ago, certainly, you know, 30 years ago or more. Um, and especially for those people that might be considering a career change, I think if you're coming out of high school, coming out of college, and you're just trying to get started with your career, maybe you've got a lot of this knowledge kind of baked in from your experience with technology, uh, you know, growing up or going through school or whatever it might be. If you're switching careers, the, the technology sector or careers in technology might be something different than it was when you started out your career. 
Um, and, and so trying to figure out all of this complexity and, and boil it down to the right level that people need, I think is a big task. And it's a really important one so that people don't get discouraged and they, they don't just, you know, jump off of the path that they're on thinking, you know, I don't have the skills for this. I don't understand it. I think there are a lot of different ways that they can get in and we want to be sure to try to meet people where they're at and, and give them enough knowledge and enough options to keep pursuing a path. Yeah, you make a great point. I think that there's a lot of myth busting that has to happen here because like you mentioned, there are people, especially those mid-career making a change who may have an idea of what a technology career is and it's very fixated on math and science and you had to be that sort of person, quote unquote, um, or you know, some other um, some other trait that you might have in in your in your pathway that you and and that would discourage certain people from even thinking or considering a tech job. And the fact is, as we've discussed, you know, a technology career is so varied today. There are so many different plug-in points, um, you know, from being the most technically skilled person to being somewhere, you know, in our, on the periphery who, who works in a support role who, for somebody who is more of a project leader, who um, whose skills are more on the durable side. So there's a, there's, a, there's a lot that goes into potential career here, and it's not as pigeonholed as some people might think. And so I think a lot of what we're trying to do is to make that, um, make that known out there. Um, and so we don't um, have people who wouldn't even consider this as a pathway when it very well might be a great fit for them. Right, right. And so I think the first thing that we're trying to do is get people to see that there are different areas within tech that you can go into. You know, someone that's been working for a while and might be considering, you know, a career change and getting back into technology, they might still think of getting into technology as I'm just getting into IT. You know, I'm going to be getting in there and I'm going to be working with cables and servers yeah. and, and all that stuff. And that still exists. You know, that's the infrastructure bucket, but there are all these other buckets now. And so we have six different ones that we're going to be talking about quite a bit moving forward, starting with IT support, which I, I think is the traditional entry point uh, and is still very important to a lot of people uh, as their appetite for technology continues to grow, they need more support. And so I think it continues to be a good entry point, but maybe not the, the primary one anymore. Maybe there are a lot of good entry points and this is one big one is getting yeah. into IT support. And then you can go into infrastructure, which is uh, another fairly traditional one, dealing mm -hmm. with the, the laptops and the routers and the networks and the servers. And, and maybe you're doing that on-prem, you know, in a data center at your company. Maybe you're doing that in the cloud. Uh, increasingly, you're going to be doing yeah. that in the cloud. Uh, there's software development, you know, writing code, putting applications up. Most of those are going on the Internet. Uh, you know, they're, they're living as some kind of a SaaS application, and that could be internal or external, but there's a lot of software development going on. Yeah. Uh, and then you start to get into some specialized fields like cybersecurity or data. These used to be just parts of the other big domains, but they stand on their own now. Uh, and, and yeah, yeah, people can get into them without having to go through a path of infrastructure or cybersecurity. And then the last one is enablement, which mm -hmm. you were kind of referring to. You're like, maybe that would be IT project management. Uh, right. You'd get into that. And so you're definitely working around technology and you need to understand what, how systems come together, but you don't have as many hardcore technology skills. Um, emerging technology could also be in this area as well because it's so niche right now. And you've got so few people looking at something like specializing in AI or specializing in IoT. So those are the six areas. Um, and just understanding that those six exist is a really good first step. 
Right. Uh, that That's a great first step. And you kind of, that you know, it allows you to sort of, you know, map what you think your skill sets are to a particular area. Um, and, and I think I, what I want to emphasize is diving into one of these areas does not preclude you from then venturing into another one. You know, if you are somebody who is interested in that support category, you certainly are going to need to know a lot about infrastructure, for instance. And so, you know, you can, um, you can kind of blend and cross over and you don't get yourself like stuck in one tunnel or one bucket where you can't can't break out. So the the opportunity to move around is really important. I think the next phase, though, that we want to talk about is once you've kind of narrowed down the larger category of where you think you might want to pursue uh, a job, um, then you get more familiar with some of the types of roles, specific job roles that are within that category of jobs. So, you know, for instance, if you are interested in an IT support job, you can think about somebody who works on the help desk, a help desk specialist or an IT support specialist. And, and those are the kinds of titles that you're going to find within those categories. And each of those titles have maybe specific duties that, that are aligned to them. Um, and that's the next phase of knowledge as you're drilling down into where you want to direct your career is getting a better understanding of not just the category of technology you would work in, but then the type of job role that you would pursue. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. There are so many titles out there. Uh, and <laughs> and I, I think a lot of them boil down to uh, a smaller number of skill sets, right? So, I mean, what you're really interested in doing is building your skills so that you could take whatever job, you know, it is. And so you might be looking at three or four or five different titles that really boil down to the same skill set. Yeah. Um, or it's, you know, you could, you could kind of lump them together into a similar role. And maybe depending on the company, if it's a small company or a large company, depending on the industry it's in, the day-to-day -day job might look a little different, but it's going to use a lot of those same foundational skills. Uh, and, and I think that this is pretty common to anybody pursuing, you know, a, a career and going through an educational pathway that, especially if we're dealing with, relatively complex roles, there's a stage of kind of learning the foundations and learning some of the basic skills that might apply to any one of a number of different roles. And then you go further and further and you start to specialize more and more, you know, ultimately getting to a role. And it could be challenging because there, there might not be a role that would come right out of learning the foundations, right? So you, it's not like you just learn the foundations and you can jump in and then you can do on-the-job training. Maybe in some cases you can, in some cases you can't. Um, and, and that's important for people to understand is, you know, what's the speed to the role here? What's the relative level of complexity? How much training am I going to have to go through? Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost it's similar to really almost any career path, you know, within a, a, a professional type of career is that you do get the foundation, whether that's through, uh, you know, something you learn in high school, whether it's a community college or a four year college or uh, some other sort of training program, you can get the, the basics. You know, I mean, I had a journalism degree. I mean, basic, you need to know how to write. OK, so everybody can write, but that doesn't make you a journalist. There's other things that layer on top that you then learn as you progress through. And I think that the technology job is really no different than that. Um, but I think people, when they get into things, they want to know how long is it going to take for me to get to point, from point A to point B? And what do I need to do to get from point A to point B? 
Um, and, and so having that, that kind of knowledge, I think helps people um, cause it can be a little bit scary to think, you know, all right, I want to be a doctor. Well, you kind of know that's going to take you X number of years to get through, you know, four years of medical school, then residencies and then special specialization and all of that. Um, I think the same goes for wanting to have that kind of understanding about what your staircase looks like to get to the tech job that you want to get to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that this is where it all comes together. The personas and the different roles, they mm -hmm. kind of come together and, and create, you know, another layer of complexity where, you know, if somebody's just starting their career and they want to be a data analyst, you know, that's probably not going to be like an eight week boot camp. And then you get to become a data analyst for IT support, or maybe even like network administrator, maybe there is a boot camp or like some kind of training uh, program mm -hmm. that would be somewhat condensed and could get you into one of those roles. But for like data analyst, uh, it, it might not be, you know, super condensed, there might be a significant amount of training that you would need. Yeah. But if you're switching your career, even if you're not in a technology role, and you want to become a data analyst, if you've been working on the business side for a while, you probably have a lot of the skills that would translate not only some of the professional skills or the durable skills like communication or teamwork, but an understanding of the business and understanding what questions the business wants answered mm -hmm. that could be answered by doing some data analysis. So you actually bring quite a bit to the table already. And maybe there is a boot camp out there that would give you just the technical skills that you need. Um, and that path could be kind of short. It's not like you're starting from scratch and you have to go through four years of rigorous Jedi training to become a data <laughs> analyst. Yeah. No, the good thing is, is that you do, you know, it is a cumulative thing, your career. And hopefully over time you have, you have accumulated um, uh, skills in various areas that are transferable to um, a different type of job. Um, and, and that's one of the, the wonderful things you write. You're not just like clearing the chalkboard and starting over again. And, and so, you know, don't be daunted. If you decide to switch careers midway, there's probably a whole host of skills that you've acquired over the years that are applicable to what you're going to be moving into. And that's a great place to start. And then the next good thing is once you get into a, a tech career is then taking it up to the next level. If you decide as you know, your career progression goes, there's things you can learn on the job that will take you to, you know, the professional development that you're looking for that might get you to the next to that data analyst or to whatever the next job role is. That's a little bit further up the um, up the chain uh, in terms of um, salary and in terms of duties and responsibilities. And, and, and much of that, even though you couldn't be hired at that level, you can learn on the job. So there's sort of a beauty in that you can bring some skills to a certain level of job. And then once you're there, continue to build on those. And as we do within you know, some of the work that we're doing here at CompTIA, show you how on the job you can then learn to get into the more specialized roles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Education is kind of the first step in all of this. There's a lot to consider out there, you know, depending on where you are in your career journey, where you're starting from, where you're coming from, what knowledge you already have. There, there's a lot of education that needs to happen. And then it just gets into, okay, how do you do this, right? And that's where, you know, some of the training that we would offer uh, can help you build those skills that you would need. And then some of the certifications that we would offer or certifications, uh, you know, from other organizations would validate those skills and, and help an employer understand this person has these skills. It doesn't just say it on a resume, but it's been validated through an exam, you know, maybe through some kind of hands-on um, exam or something like that. Um, and there's not as much question about, you know, well, which skills do you really have? So, you know, the training to give you the skills, the certification to validate it, 
you know, that's sort of how you get there once you understand all of these different pathways that are open to you. Yeah, a technology career is really an always be learning career, which I think is what makes it fun and lack a lot of boredom or tedium is, you know, you, you can take it to wherever you want to go, but it, the technology changes so quickly, it advances so quickly that you're always learning something new. And I think that's one of the selling points and one of the exciting points about deciding to pursue one of these careers. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and I think that's what attracts people in the first place. So pretty cool yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. it's probably a good place to land the conversation here. I think it's been a good one. I mean, it's, you know, we've covered a lot of things from a high level. Um, you know, people, if they're following CompTIA on the website or, or other content that we're putting out, you're going to see a lot of these themes coming out from CompTIA. Um, and we are actually going to launch a new segment on Bali here that lines up with this whole conversation that we've had. So, you know, we're talking about this in abstract terms, like, you know, what if you're a career intent or what if you're tech intent? We actually want to start looking at some of the people that are going through these journeys and, and getting into technology careers and talk about what it means to them uh, and, and what kind of, you know, skills or, or pathway they've had to build or follow in order to get where they are. Uh, so we're gonna start this new segment called Career Spotlight. We're gonna wrap the show with it uh, every week now. And the first one that we have is from someone named Eduardo that uh, transitioned from a career in the military to a career in the private sector doing cybersecurity. So let's hear from Eduardo. Transitioning out of the military uh, was a uh interesting experience. I had some great experience and a mentorship through the Army National Guard where uh, I worked as an IT system admin for classified systems. I ended up uh, getting a position with Aon Cyber Solutions as a cyber associate this uh, past uh, year. I'm uh, currently on the path of becoming a homeowner hopefully. Uh, I'm going through the uh, closing process right now. Getting this uh, position uh, with Aon Cyber Solutions has been uh, very helpful. Well, I just think that's fantastic. It's a great example here of um, somebody who's able to transition from one career to another. Now, he worked in technology while he was in the military, but he is now transitioning into um, a, a discipline, a cybersecurity, which is you know different from what he may have been doing within the military. But it, it but it really shines a spotlight on the fact that you can take a certain skill set that you had within technology and just build on it in, and in his case, from public sector to private sector. But uh, I think that's a great story. Yeah. And I think it highlights a lot of the things that we were talking about, you know, that he, he did mention that he was doing some technical work in the military, but I guarantee you that there were some other skills that he learned in the military, like problem solving or, or things like that, that probably are very helpful to him in his job right now and, and possibly helped him get that job. So Mm -hmm. He didn't have to start from scratch. He could take, you know, what he had and bring that to a new career in technology. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, I'm excited that we've got this new segment that's going to be yeah. featuring a lot of these uh, people. You know, we're going to feature a lot of people that are working in technology jobs. And then over time, we'll probably expand that out to people working all throughout the technology sector, you know, in some of the areas that CompTIA's membership might be in uh, or, or other things like that. So, Really excited to see how this goes. Uh, I think it'll it'll bring some reality to just you and me kind of talking about it from the comfort of our homes. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. It takes the abstract, like you said, and, and, and puts a real face on it. And I think that helps everybody to be able to uh, see a real world example. So I'm excited right. about it too. 
Well, thanks for a great conversation. Thanks, as always, to our producer, Andrew McMillan, who definitely helped us pull together that segment with Eduardo. And Carolyn, I will see you next time for another Bali. Sounds good. Bye-bye.